Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work podcast. In this episode today, we have Ishita Das Gupta, Associate Vice President at Spice Root Legal. Ishita, it's good to have you here. How are you? I'm great, thank you, and thank you for having me over. It's a pleasure, Ishita. It's a pleasure to have you on our channel. So, Ishita, just to set some context about you and what you do, can you tell us a little about yourself and your career journey from the start? Absolutely. So I'm a qualified lawyer. I graduated law school in 2017 and then I decided not to practice. I belong to a very small town called Ranchi. Most people would know it because of our ex-Indian team captain, MS Dhoni. So I, the reason I decided not to practice is there were several aspects in the field of law which were more appealing to me as compared to, you know, your usual role as a lawyer in a law firm or an in-house counsel. I explored those roles and currently I am with Vice Root Legal where I work with the strategic initiatives team, uh, which means every new initiative by the firm and, you know, running the management of the firm. So that's a very brief note about what I do. Of course, because it's a law firm, your talent is the biggest aspect that we consider when, uh, you know, considering the management of the firm or the future of the firm. So talent is a huge part of my day-to-day work. And it's, I would say, comprises about 50% of what I do and what our strategy entails. That's a wonderful journey you had, uh, Ishita, and the wonderful, and wonderful things you have done in your journey. I saw, you know, how it's, it has been. So, uh, Ishita, I see you started your journey in 2012, December, if I'm not wrong. 2012 was when I started law school. I graduated in 2017 and then I started working with this uh, legal publishing house. It's actually India's biggest legal publishing house called Eastern Book Company. Right. So I started uh, working with their legal texts and legal books division. And as a, as a content editor for them, which was also very interesting and very relatable because all the books that I have been, I have worked on there are the books that we usually study in law school, right? So there was that transition to being on the other side of the table now. After that, I moved to executive search company based out of Hong Kong. I was working with their uh, Mumbai office. The company is called Actors Search. So here I would work, I, of course, I was a part of their uh, legal recruitment and business development team where the role would involve reaching out to different law firms and uh, working on their different open mandates, etc. This was actually a huge turning point in my career because I initially, at least the impression that I had about myself was that I'm, I'm not a very people's person, right? I, I, it, it really scared me when I had to talk to people. And this role specifically, uh, kind of 
gave me that opportunity to get over the fear right and this is also where i started observing the internal workings of law firms in this country and that kind of interested me a lot not not only the recruitment part of it not only the talent part of it but the running of the entire organization all the wheels all the cogs of the entire machinery and which is when i decided to make the switch to a law firm not as a practicing lawyer but as a part of their management that's great that's great ishita so ishita can you share with our listeners when you first started your journey in 2017 what was something that was more challenging than you expected so i don't know if i expected it to be so because there was a lot of thought process involved from my end but the biggest challenge someone like me would face is of course people asking that if you are a lawyer why are you not being a lawyer right why are you doing things that a lawyer doesn't do right and there's a lot of at least back when i started there was a lot of stigma attached to it right that maybe you're not someone who did well as a lawyer which is why you decided to take the switch maybe you wanted an easier life all of those things right not not only from people a generation or two ahead of me but even my own peers right would have similar questions so you know getting people to understand why this is important right even even if you are a part of a law firm why is this role so important so crucial to the firm and you know proving that value add not only to the external people but also people within the organization you are in uh, you know just to give them that that reason as to why you are around what is the value add that you bring to the table i think that was the biggest challenge that i had faced uh, once we were over that hump life became much better and much easier okay, i mean uh, that's that's brave of you ishita i i could i can i mean my listeners would agree with you you know the role you are playing right now and uh, are you told like people telling you why you are not in the legal line why are you not doing being a lawyer I mean that's brave of you is you're doing what you like right absolutely thank you so yeah. much for saying that yeah so ishita uh, you've been in industry for almost 5 years now uh, what's something about the industry that has surprised you lately so i wouldn't say lately this was very surprising to me and a kind of disillusionment right in law school is that uh, so okay i don't come from a legal background right everyone around me is an engineer i come from a place where if you are doing good academically you are expected to take up science in uh, your plus 2 and then go uh, become an engineer or a doctor right that's that's where i'm coming from and i decided to not do that of course then i went to law school and then decided to not practice so we are journey there <laughs> but um in law school so of course when you come to law school you have a very different notion about what the practice of law is right which is absolutely fair but once i started interning at various places um once i started interning with law firms specifically i realized that there is a lot of um how do i put it so the industry as a whole is not functioning like a business right uh, there is a lot of backlog right. that's there in the industry and that was quite surprising to me given that you know 
as a profession, it's one of the prime professions people opt for, right? It's supposed to be the difficult, challenging profession. But the the functioning of the profession, the functioning of the industry was what kind of uh, surprised me a little. And I think that is what triggered this whole uh, transformation into not practicing law, but actually, you know, looking at law as an industry and making sure it runs like an industry, like a business would run instead of just running like, let's say, the only, uh, and of course, I might be absolutely wrong here. It's five years of experience only, but um more of a, you know, smaller units functioning as like smaller chambers, smaller offices functioning as their own different entities, instead of the whole profession being teamed together and, and, you know, being organized like an industry in itself. So I think that was quite surprising. And that's when I kind of decided to, you know, come to the other side and see if I could, you know, make an impact. Okay, so uh, what I wanted to highlight here is that when you compare the legal industry in India to the entire setup in countries like, let's say, the US or the UK, you see that we are, we are decades behind in terms of how things are running, right? So, that came as a bit of a shocker to me because, I mean, you, of course, come to law school starry-eyed thinking uh, that there, there are certain things that you would like to do. So that was a bit of a shocker. Uh, but to be very honest, in the last five years that I have been working, I think it's about six years now, but in the um, last as many years I have been working, it's uh, I have seen tremendous change also in the industry in and how things are functioning. It's not we are not there yet, but I think people now understand the need to you know look at it as an industry as a business and and they are moving in that direction where we'll soon be competitors to the larger firms in US and UK. That's great. That's great, Ishita. So Ishita, uh, talking about change, um, talking about how the industry has changed and everything. So, you know, considering the pandemic and how work and workplace dynamics have changed in the last you know, two years, what is your take like on what the future of work is going to be like? I think this is the future of work, right? Yeah. So, so here's the funny thing, right? Yes. And a lot of people had asked me in 2020 when... You know, everyone had just started working from home. People would ask that, what are the different things that your firm is doing to ensure a smooth transition? We never had to do anything separately, right? Because we we had never envisioned workplace where everyone has to come and sit and warm their chairs, so to say, every day of the week. And, you know, things can't happen unless you're there. No, that's not the setup that like my partners had started out with, right? The idea always was to be extremely flexible and to to allow people to work in the way that they would like so that, you know, you can bring out the best in them. Right. Um, in a city like Bangalore, right, or you take any of the cities, the major cities in the country, you end up spending hours in traffic, 
right? So, you know, to cut down on all of that, people who are not comfortable with all of that, people who want to work from different locations, you always uh, have that option. So when when we moved to a work from home model during the pandemic, it was like a decision taken in two hours and we already had the processes and the infrastructure in place to you know, begin that. And for two years, almost two years after that, no one came to office, right? Like our team grew to a large extent, but no one had to come to office. We start restarted our offices only in January 2022. And even now we are working on a hybrid model, right? Where it's not necessary for you to come to office every day. It's good that you come for a few days because you know that entire coordinating with the team and just that entire feeling of, you know, being in an organization is there. However, it's not a place where you would have to come and and spend certain hours in office. We have always been very clear about that as long as you are delivering your work and you're working well with the team, right? The second part also being equally important that you should know how to work with a team. You should know how to work in an organization as long as you're doing that and and as long as you are responsible enough right we are okay with you sitting anywhere like right now we have the option of sitting anywhere where like any of our offices are located just because you know it, it's easier to provide infrastructure when you know considering if people want to work from office at certain days then we are able to provide infrastructure for that but the plan is to you know refine the structure even more right so that's that's one thing and just one thing that i would like like to highlight because you mentioned the future of work i think we have moved from a model where employers would you know kind of police your work right police might be too harsh a word but maybe keep an eye on it and observe and they are the ones responsible for the work you're doing, right? I think the responsibility has kind of shifted to the employee right now where you have to be responsible for the kind of work you are doing. No one will sit and, you know, monitor you 24-7 if, you know, if you're doing the work, how are you doing the work? When are you doing the work? Are you doing it in the morning? Are you doing it in the evening when you're more comfortable, right? No one is going to sit and monitor that as long as uh, your work is done in the best way possible, right? So here the responsibility kind of shifts from like an, from the organization to you as an individual to deliver properly. And I think that's been a very marked change over the last two years, right? That that whole shift of responsibility and how a member of an organization is simply looked at. Um, I completely agree with you there, Aishita, you know, responsibility and also ownership of your own work. If you're owning Correct. your own work, then I think everything is fine. Yeah, Absolutely. So, yeah. So Ishita, can you uh, tell our listeners, like, how do you keep yourself motivated? See, for me, it's very simple. I absolutely love what I do, right? And I think that goes for anywhere, anyone, anywhere in any profession. If you are working for the sake of earning a salary at the end of the month, you will not, like, you'll not be in a position to enjoy it, okay. right? You will correct, do correct. the work. 
you will do the work and you'll do the work absolutely fine, right? That This is not to say that you're doing half-hearted work. You'll do the work absolutely fine, but you won't, you, you might not enjoy yourself as much. So the question that like even I ask myself on days when it's very difficult and there's a lot of work to do, etc. The question that I personally ask myself is why am I doing this, right? And if the answer is not because I love doing this, it's simply not worth it. And absolutely to anyone who comes to Spice Root, who we hire, we've made this very clear that if you are coming to us, because yes, we are a great place to work at, we are one of the leading firms in India, all of that, and you want that exposure, that's, that's great, right? But at the end of the day, it's you who has to put in the work. So you should be very clear as to why do you want to do this? And, and what your plan is, is your plan to, you know, just work for a few years and retire absolutely fine right if your plan is to be the best then we are a place for you that's that's nice Ishita. great points there i mean yeah if you love your work i think uh, you will keep yourself motivated correct that, that's honestly the only motivation you need this is not to say that your salary or compensation is not a factor of course it's a factor right it's a huge part of it but at the end of the day that can't be the only factor correct so you obviously gave some great advice here, but is there any specific message and advice that you would like to give to the younger generation who are just starting their careers in this field? That sentence just made me feel very old. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, see, it's a difficult profession. And I, I'll, of course, speak for my industry only, right? It's a difficult place to be in. It's very challenging. Right. And there is a transition that happens between you being a student where you are responsible, let's say, for your assignments and your exams to you being a person whose clients are relying on them. Right. To run their business. So there's a huge shift of responsibility again there. Right. So you have to understand that things for the first six months, eight months, however long it takes you. Right. Things will be very different from what you're used to. And you have to look at it as a challenge and kind of overcome that challenge to, you know, be in a position where things are more comfortable for you. Right. And also the second bit that I would like to add to it is you need to know if this is what you want to do. You don't have to do it because your friends are doing it, because, you know, your parents said, because in like in my case, you have a degree and had to do had to do what everyone else was doing. No, you need to find out what what works for you, right? For example, when your kids are usually in law school, corporate law is the thing to do, right? It's 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 the bread and butter. It's where the money is. All of that. That's what you're told. And and they so the problem here is you might not want to do that in the long run. So do your research, look into the market. And honestly, right now, there are so many resources available everywhere. Uh, Information is right on your fingertips. So do the research and figure out what is it that interests you. Are you someone who loves playing around with tech? Are you someone who's really interested in the workings of a company, a corporation, right? Are you someone who really, really wants to go to court? 
So figure out what you want to do and put your efforts in that direction. Because again, this is, I'm, I'm going to connect this to my previous point about enjoying your work. Because if you find out your niche, right, that's going to help you a lot in the future. And the third bit is specialization, right? I don't think that industry, this is, this is a market of generalists anymore, right? You have to be specialized. Think of it, okay, let, if, if I had put it in terms of medical practitioners, right? While you would go to a general physician, you would go only to figure out that which special, a specialist do you want to go to next to solve your problem, right? Okay. Unless it's like a basic cough and cold, you would want to know which specialist do I go to. Similarly, in this setup, there generalists work, yes, but also if you're specialized, you're making yourself stand out in a in a very, very specific way, right? And no one can take that away from you. Correct. So absolutely. I think, I think these are the few things. Uh, of course, you know, everyone would say your hard work and this and that. And they stay the same, right? But I think these are the few things where, where as a student, you don't really think about it too much. And I think if you do start thinking about it early, it's going to have a very positive and deep impact in the long run. Correct. Absolutely agree. There. And uh, also your point that, you know, do it for the right reasons, not because your parents are telling it or your friends are doing it. Absolutely. Absolutely agree there, Ishita. So Ishita, this brings us to the end of our conversation. So before leaving, can you tell our listeners where they can reach out to you? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I can be reached on my phone at 790-356-2559. I'm available on WhatsApp and I have my email ID shared with you. If you want to share that with anyone, of course, I'll be available on that. Sure. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ishita. It was lovely hosting you today. Thank you so much for sharing your insights. Thank you. Have a great day ahead. Thank you for having me. Thanks.